Alberto, and I'm an observant woman in the information technology field at San Francisco Public Works. I had a consultant once that said like, oh, you know, came into the, because in 30 Venice, we had, I had my own little office, came into my office and basically said, oh, are you the secretary for whomever, right? Whoever my manager is. I said, no, I'm the person who's checking your work and I'm the person who's going to give you what needs to be done. Who's going to ask, like, tell you what needs to be done. I'm the one who you're reporting to, basically. And it was really frustrating. (laughs) And that was the most clear time that they really thought I was secretary or doing data entry for the thing where I'm just like, no, I'm actually one of the senior developers here. Did not apologize. Just like, oh, walked back to his desk. He was a consultant. So he didn't stay long after that. But to be fair, it wasn't because of that. It's just he didn't he didn't do the work well. So we didn't keep him longer. I have a wide range of roles in IT right now. So I do everything from like project management and product management to business analysis to training to actual application support. I schedule meetings, you know, because for the analysis portion of um, the thing, I have to schedule meetings with business users. So I really have a wide range of roles. I also do like training support documentation and all of these things. And I guide some of our junior engineers and our junior staff and like how to improve or like show them the ropes about the department. Since I've actually been here for a long time, 15 years, I think, <laughs> practically out of college. I chose this career because I studied computer engineering in college and I didn't really want to do the private due to personal reasons. I thought like, you know, city government would be a lot easier, especially at that time, right? Everything was so impacted in like computer engineering, computer science. But yeah, I I just, uh, based on that, I got actually really lucky that I'm doing work in kind of the field that I graduated in. So like applying some of the stuff I've learned through work, but Obviously, ever since I've gotten here, my roles have changed significantly and I do a lot more dealing with users and the business than I do the more technical stuff. I'm a very big nerd, I think. And I originally wanted to kind of be a neurosurgeon or something in neuroscience, right? So like how the brain works. And then so with computer science or computer engineering, it's basically like, or electrical engineering, you learn about chips and like how that works. So I kind of see how like computer chips are almost like the brain. So I kind of applied it that way. So I did more of the technical thing than actually like going into the doctor route. I think IT's work is really the backbone of the department. We support the entire department a lot. A lot of people don't realize like, you know, the small applications or the sites that they put their documents in or store their documents in is really like structured by IT, supported by IT. The way, you know, they process certain things like contract processing, right? Or financial processing, payment processing. All the tools that the department uses is really like supported, managed, you know, 
analyzed by IT to give the department what they need and to help improve like their processes. My favorite thing about the job, definitely the people, the work. I think also my bosses do kind of push me to make sure that I put out quality work and that they have faith in me to do that. It is a little exciting in public works. There's always something to do. There's always something that we need to fix or solve or come up with a, a new way of doing things. And the department is actually willing to move forward, you know, not get stuck in the old ways and keep doing things the same way. We're always looking to try and improve our processes, our procedures. And so that that's still like my favorite part. Like I've talked to other people in other city departments where it's a little slower. And I think public works does that a little better than other city departments. Somebody that I look up to as a professional who helped shape my career. I don't have one specific person, actually. I think over time, as I've worked in the city and with other professionals and like managers, and not even just managers, but everybody I work with, I tend to just like pick up little things that I I find that, oh, that works well. Let me apply that to how I work, right? Oh, I really like what he did there. And so not one specific person. I think it's every little person that I've worked with that I found that, oh, I, you know, I really liked how they approached that. And maybe I should apply that to the way I work. I believe that it shouldn't be a top down kind of management style. I do manage a few staff right now. And so right now I am trying to improve our application support team and kind of build that out. But I'm asking my staff like, hey, how do you think we can improve our process, right? This is how we're doing it right now. And we can definitely improve our process in terms of supporting the rest of the department or all the applications that we do. Like, how do we structure our documents so it's easier to read? How do we structure our like user manual so it's not like so verbose, there's too many words, no one's going to want to read it, right? So I try to get feedback from my staff. It's like an open line of communication. It's back and forth. It's not just, hey, do this this way, right? So for me, I try to apply that into all the work that we do. Uh, like, yeah, there's some things that I say, no, it really should be done this way. We need to be a little bit more structured in this way. Let's follow this, right? But there's also room for feedback in that where we can just improve just as long as we're improving and not just like, oh, let's check all these boxes. What That's unnecessary. We don't need that. Just Let's be efficient. Let's improve our processes. Let's make sure we're talking to each other. And I, I think that's what I really try to remember. Another thing is just like, you know, don't get too big headed when you're up in a higher position. I have to remind myself that all the time that like, you know, you were there before you, you started off before and everybody is going to want to want you to talk to them like they're capable. Right. Don't think like, you know, everything, because I certainly don't. I certainly don't. I'm learning from like people that have just started to people that's been here for years or people also on my level. One thing I find hard as a leader is really when I see potential in people, but they can't see it for themselves and how or what I can do to encourage them to find that you know, like the goal or how they can improve or how they can move up. Like, what do you need to move forward? If you want to move forward, there are some people that don't really care, right? They don't 
care to like look forward and see, oh, maybe I can grow. As a person, I'm, I'm more of always in the growth thing and it bugs me when I'm not growing. So I always recommend or encourage my staff to just like, hey, what do you need? Like, what training do you need? How can I support you? And like, if you want to move forward. And the hardest part there is just like pushing them. I'm a mom, so I'm <laughs> nagger, <laughs> but I don't want to do that with, you know, my coworkers or the people that I lead or support. Right. But sometimes it does come out and that becomes hard that if they don't want to grow, they don't want to grow. But you want them to grow because you think they're capable of it. I'm very much a growth oriented person. I start getting not nervous, but I start feeling anxious when I haven't grown, whether it's like, oh, I should be in this next classification or I haven't gone a raise in like five years. I feel like I don't like staying stagnant. So either like I'm fine just taking a step back, but it's like a change of pace. And I understand that growth is never like linear, right? Where I'm moving up. But I always knew I was going to get into some sort of leadership role because I just have to continue moving somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I tease my CIO currently that, you know, he'll he'll ask me where I want to be. And I'll say, oh, I'm I want your position. I tease him every time he asks me what my growth plan is like. I'm just like, exactly where you're sitting right now is where I'm going to be. <laughs> Do I feel like there's a difference for women entering the IT technical workforce now? If I were to be honest, I don't think so. It's still really hard. IT or any like male dominated field is still very male dominated. I've been thought to be a secretary more times than I would like to count. Even I originally thought in the government, it would be less all about men or and stuff like that. But I, I find it still that it's hard for women to be taken seriously still. Even here with how long I am, sometimes I feel like I'm not being heard, but it's gotten better. And it's probably because I've been here for a while. But honestly, I think it's still pretty hard. It's really pretty hard. And and they have said that in a lot of tech related companies and tech related fields, women still tend to leave at a higher rate than men. They don't stay for however long. And when they do get into like close to retirement age, they start pivoting to other careers because it's still very, very male dominated. They just don't take you seriously. Oftentimes you're like, you'll say something. And until a man says practically the same thing or, you know, just regurgitate what you said in a different way or throw like key words, then somebody else will listen to them. And you're like, oh, I just said that 10 minutes ago and no one said anything. No one noticed it or no one even acknowledged that I said it until somebody, a man said it. Right. And I, I get that a lot. And I feel like nothing wrong with my bosses, but I feel like, again, I have to work twice, three times as hard for them to notice the impact that I have or somebody else higher ha up has to vouch for me. You know, she's really good, right? It's not based on my merit, but somebody else has to vouch for me. And I, even till now, sometimes I still get that. Sometimes I still get that. When I'm not taken seriously or when they think I'm a secretary, I, I get really actually pretty pissed off. 
I do complain, but then it makes me want to work harder, which in turn makes me frustrated even more, right? Because like, why do I have to work a lot harder than my male peers that just because they're men, it seems like they get more of a free pass to kind of just like, oh, they're guys, they should know. They understand this a lot better than a woman does, right? It's unfortunately a cycle of frustration and anger. It does push me to work harder and prove them wrong. But yeah, it's not easy. But at least at work, like I have a lot of male like managers. Most of my managers are men and peers and coworkers that do support me. That do support me. I've learned to take a step back from stress just because I've learned that it impacts my health. I like my mental health to be on a positive thing. So I do it for that purpose. That way I can come back refreshed or, you know, I'm not stuck and wondering, you know, because when I'm stuck in a place, I can't solve the problems I'm supposed to solve. So I do need to take the step back to clear my head, to kind of come up with different solutions because the work I do in IT is not just follow these directions step by step. No, I actually have to do analysis. I have to think about how to improve processes, right? If I don't have a clear head, if I, my head or is like, tired or frazzled or you know i'm stuck in one problem i won't be able to do the job that i'm supposed to do so taking that step back actually does help me in my job in everything that i probably end up having to do i deal with my work stress in the only way i know how by working out or running long distances i am a marathon runner or i, I was until i got injured with COVID, I've had to stop doing yoga because it was inside and I do Bikram. So it was mostly a lot of running. It's been mostly a lot of running to deal with those frustrations. There's always self-doubt. I am definitely not the best programmer. I'm definitely not the best. Um, my strong suit is really like dealing with people, right? Dealing with management, dealing with staff, dealing with people. I am definitely not the best programmer there is out there. I've said that I can hold my ground, but it will take me a lot longer. And definitely the imposter syndrome is always there. <laughs> it's always nagging in the back of my mind, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Right. Cause then, especially in tech, there are tons of smart people, so many smart people. And you're just like, wow. But yeah, it's there all the time. I tell myself if I can do the marathon, right. I can do practically anything else. If I can run 26.2 miles in however long I end up doing, no matter how long I do it, I have finished it. And that's where I apply to the rest of my life. Thanks for listening to Snapshots, a public works podcast. 